welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers, this podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the Private Security Professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective Executive Protection Agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. I got Shamar Bolivar with me today. Did I say it right, man? That mess up your name. Shamir Bolivar. Shamir Bolivar. Shamir Bolivar. Yes, Shamir Bolivar. Um, with me today, he's a legend in the game. Um, man, I've been, I've been watching and following this man for a minute, so it's an honor for us to finally catch up um, and uh, and and be able to share this time and, and kick it back and forth, man. I look at, I'm looking forward to this being a power-packed episode. Because, uh, I mean, the things I've heard about you and that I, I saw you were on that documentary back in the day, not back in the day, but a little while ago, Bodyguards. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay. I mean, that's getting some stripes and stuff, too. How you how you doing? How you holding up, man? And, and all this COVID and everything going down. Man, I, I'm just trying to stay busy. You know, we got a baby doing about eight days. Yes. Uh, me, me and my lovely uh, fiance. Uh, you know, certain certain things we just focus on and that's, you know, faith, you know, the family, and then obviously there's the health. So, you know, faith is the, is the easy part. You know, you wake up, you give thanks, you know, you, you find a cloud in the sky, and, you know, we holler at the man above, you know, that's our church. Um, you know, our family is making sure that, you know, our first check-ins are with, with each other, you know what I'm saying? Got good morning. You know, sometimes, you know, she wakes up with a bad mood because she had a bad nightmare or a bad dream. And obviously, I got to keep going to deal with that nonsense. But, um, you know, that's that's the family. And, you know, the health is me getting into the gym, making sure that the baby's good, you know, giving her her snacks and, you know, start our day just like that. One, two, three. Boom. That's what's up. No, I love that, man. I love that you because, you know, the brand is executive protection lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So Yes. And, and before before I say another word, brother. Sir, I can I came into this thing in 2013 after leaving a 15 year career, right? Wow. And um, I gotta tell you, man, like, you know, you was one of those guys to me that that set the bar. You know, you, you set a standard. You know, or especially in the early years of social media. You know, we're talking, you know, years ago. There's been significant changes in the way you know people present themselves, people are depict, you know, depict themselves, and just the way you view people, just on you know, what you've learned since you've initially started following somebody. You're just one of those guys that has that, that maintain that level of consistency. And it's that level of consistency that kind of shows you that, you know, that person is the real deal. You know, there's no fugazi, you know? Yeah. So I just, I just want to commend you for that. You know what I'm saying? And now look at me, I'm on a damn live chat podcast, whatever the, whatever the fuck you call us, I still don't know. Yeah. I I, I only do lives every now and then, but it's good to know that I'm I'm sitting here, you know, hollering at, at a fellow brother that, you know, has, you know, reached the same level as I, 
you know? Hey, man, I appreciate that. That's an honor. All of that is an honor uh, that you say that, you know, man, that means a lot. But yeah, man, no, hearing things like that motivates me. When people comment on things that I'm, I'm talking about or doing online, it motivates me. You know what I mean? So I, I want you to know, thank you for that honor, man, because that's what that is. And it's an absolute honor to me. But then also for everybody listening, you know, every time you guys give me like a thumbs up or whatever on something, that's like fuel. You know what I'm saying? That's like fuel. Right. So uh, right. I really appreciate that, man. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to contribute, you know? Yes, yes. I, I think, you know, before we even jump into any topics, I think the most important thing that we need to talk talk about and focus yeah. on is we have we have the ability to create something special in this industry. Right. And 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 we can't look for other people to create that. We can't look for other entities to create a union, to create an establishment, to create, you know, a fraternal order, which right. is something I, I only dream about that I know one day will come to fruition. Right. While I'm still on this earth. Because once we unify, once we unite, once we truly bring that that fellowship and networking um, capability to, to to pass, then we will truly see the fruits of our labor as far as the, the boots on the ground, the guys that really put in the work for this industry. You yeah. know? And and I think once we focus on supporting each other, building each other, um, you know, just and and and, and that has to start with. You know, remember those T-shirts that came out, you know, it'll be Byron versus everybody or, you know, Shatter Group versus everybody. Well, it's got to be Bodyguards versus everybody. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Does that make sense? A rising tide lifts all ships that are at sea, brother. That's, you know, that's how I get down, man. So that, I think one of the biggest things that I've been trying to like kind of break, if I could, if I could in any way influence the industry there's a few things I've been trying to do is, and I feel like maybe this is a new school thing. I don't know. I don't know what yesterday was necessarily like, but it's, you know, cooperation in so many ways is better than competition. Um, And competition has a healthy place. Everything has a healthy place. You know, everything has its time under the sun. King Solomon said it, but at the same time, man, I have found it to be so much more powerful to find ways to create synergy, to unite people, to work with, yo, you have your expertise, I have mine, we work together, I plug and play you, you plug and play me. And so I'm really excited to hear you say that. And our interactions have always been real easy like that, you know what I mean? Like fluid, right. you know what I mean? Right. And you can tell when you have another dude who's like that. And, and I really wanna encourage, and even with the school that I have, ethics and, 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 and cooperation over competition I believe is the way we will restore a lot of honor and that brotherhood you're talking about to our game. It's a very important thing moving forward, I believe. Amen, brother. Um, you know that old adage, two heads is better than one? Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know what's better than two heads? Huh? Four, four motherfucking pockets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> you put your bag together with my bag, we can get a bigger fucking purchase. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And that, per- and that purchase is business, you yeah. know, economics. Because at the end of the day, we're all in it to survive and build build a, a legacy. And the only way you can do that is, is to sustain. You know, I don't. I you know, it, it's 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 it was cool after I I made it to a certain point where I was like, you know what, I'm the big fish. You know, but you know what, that pond will always remain that motherfucking pond. 
Right. You know, I'd rather be in a school of great whites right. hunting with a fucking school of great whites, you know, chasing that big prey. You know, I, you know, the guppies is cool, but you know what? When it's time to get that meal, I want to do it with, with brothers that's that's on the same page with me, you know, that, that's got that 100%. thirst, that blood in their eyes. Because this is what feeds us, man. And this is what's gonna feed our kids. Absolutely. The name, the name Byron Rogers has gotta outlive Byron Rogers. The name Shamir Shadow Boulevard's gotta outlive me. Cause my yeah. son is gonna be a, a reflection of everything I put on this earth. Right. You feel me? Absolutely. So it's guys, guys like you, and I can think of 20 names, mm-hmm. you know, that that want to do it. But if it takes us, fuck it. Let's let us be the godfathers. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. why not? Absolutely. And I think, too, on the same topic, this is a deep topic we just tip, tiptoed into. But I think, too, in order for it to be healthy and sustainable, see, like, I don't like to do deals unless everybody in the deal is excited or winning or is motivated, you know what I'm saying, to be right. part of it, you know, so that in order for it to really be sustainable, I feel like you have to bring in generals, you have to bring in uh, uh, your sergeants, you have to bring in everyone's kind of got to be eaten. And the thing about our industry right now is it's blowing up. You know what I'm saying? There's so much more opportunity. There's so many more types of security even. You know, there's the executive protection, but now faith-based organization, uh, faith-based security is blowing up. School stuff and private security is blowing up. Uh, There's all these different compartments that are blowing up. You know, you got your cyber security, you got your uh, uh, open source security. Like, Like, it don't even matter. Like, there's a place for everybody in the league now. Right. So what I see is like the, the juggernauts of tomorrow aren't necessarily going to be the guys that can just give me, give me, give me all the contracts. The juggernauts of tomorrow are going to be the guys that can create a, a, a security, a, a situation where they're leveraging as many different people on many different levels as possible. So like my security solution isn't just a dude who can physically protect you. It's a dude who can protect you in, on the cyber part of the game. Mm-hmm. He can protect your residents. We can uh, do offensive security operations. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can yeah, do man. a number of different things. And uh, the more people I can get eating at the same time, the more stability and the more longevity because we're not cannibalizing each other. Um, I love this topic, man. It's a good concept. I dig it, man. That's, I'm glad you brought it up. No, I mean, I think, I think it, it should be at the forefront because if, yeah. you go into a McDon- if you go into a McDonald's, if you go into a Walmart, they've done away with about... 20 aisles left or right where there were, there were once housed with the actual human being. It's going to be the same thing with EP, man. They, 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 at this point, the typical client, it's real. a detail that is supposed to be designated three men is already minimized to one. So they've already, sh- they've already short, short staffed you. So you're working at a detriment. So unless you put forth another resource that forces the client to maintain that payroll. Mm-hmm. For, for you feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be outsourced, man. It's only a matter of time. As best they can, 100. percent And that, I think that now it, moving into that kind of next topic, the outsourcing of security positions, man. Like chaos and necessity breeds creativity and higher order. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I know that scares a lot of dudes, but I think looking at the situation realistically and figuring out like, okay, how can I make myself 
unoutsourceable? How can I make my team unoutsourceable? What else can we offer? You know what I mean? That has that human element. How can I evolve? Yeah. I mean, maybe I've been in the streets working so long. Maybe I should take a look at how to work the social media stuff and the open source stuff. Maybe I should really take a look at, you know, how to offer different things because that evolution becomes necessary. And then it becomes, you know, you got to be smarter than the power curve. Right. Uh, but that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like we've all been on in those conversations where the clients like, yo, I need eight dudes. I need a tank. I need two helicopters. And then you show them the bill and they're like, how about bicycles? Could y'all do yeah. it on bicycles? You got like a short dude. You got like a midget to charge me half price. <laughs> I love that. Are you sure you guys can't fit 10 in one SUV? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And you're like, homie. Yeah. <laughs> I just moved heaven and earth to get these dudes locked up for you overnight. Right. <laughs> and now you go ask me for like, you know, a you know, some bicycles and stuff. But anyways, my favorite one, the beginning one, who are you at your core? Oh, man. I'm a father, man. Yeah. Father. And, and, and with that father, that fatherhood comes leadership. Um, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm a spouse. You know, with that comes love. Outstanding. Soldier and I'm a servant. With that comes savagery, you know? There's, there's, there's good savagery which, you know, encompasses evil. And there's that savagery that encompasses what we do for a living, you know, protect, serving, you know, unfortunately you got to take a life if you have to, but, you know, at the forefront of that is basically being an overseer, a protector of, of those that obviously can't, don't want to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They don't understand. They don't even know. You know what I mean? So really at your core, you're a protector. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that is like, it sounds so simple, but the reality of the game is those are the people you see at the top of this game. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I say protected by nature and by trade, because you, you move through this space, you shake hands with dudes, you move with dudes, you roll with dudes, and you kind of see like who, who, who this is like, this is more than just a job for, <laughs> you know what I mean? And those are the dudes, if you follow them. They're up in the morning. They're they're doing all the things you mentioned at the beginning of the, this talk. If you don't have a passion for this, if you don't wake up thinking about your next move in reference to this, this ain't what you need in your life. This has got to be in your blood. Like yeah. when you when you walk into a Publix, uh, uh, a supermarket, or a gas station, and you're not assessing the situation. Yeah, get them. <laughs> so like. I tell my wife knows, you know, we walk into a restaurant and I've literally mentally killed 15 people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who'd you kill now? <laughs> White dude over the bar. <laughs> you know, staring at the register too long. You know, it's just, that's just in me. It, yeah. It's not a gazy, uh, you know, person. It's just, I'm just that guy where I'm, I want to make sure everybody's good. Mm -hmm. 44 years of age after working 15 years in law enforcement, I want to be paid well for making sure everybody's good. That's what we do. Absolutely. Especially in the private sector. 100%, man. And that's, that's, the, that's just the truth, man. Like everywhere we go, it's like uh, the environment is safer. You know, people, I get in the elevator and everyone gets, a, I always talk about this because I love it. I get in the elevator and everybody's a little bit more like, um, uh, because you, know, like, you know you're bigger than a lot of people you know like they, i give it to them yeah i don't take it personal but you know i always smile on the inside because little do they know you know you're safer 
you're in a better place because I'm in the elevator. You know what I'm saying? There's a baseline of good that right. brings accountability to the atmosphere, really, is what it is. I, we, you have to have a you have to have a, a, a sensibility about you that irregardless of your political uh, foundation, your religious beliefs, that you know, that the goodness that, that we have as protectors is 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 what God gave us to utilize in order to make things better, safer. Yeah. Like we are an extension, no matter what, we talk about the second amendment and gun rights and all that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Byron, I don't want to get too crazy with it, but at the end of the day- Crazy you want, dog, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a firm believer, like, cause you know, I was, I was on that, I was on that side. Now I'm on this side. Yeah. And, and he thinks from a whole nother, whole nother perspective. I got a whole nother prescription because I am an extension as a, as a civilian now. I'm an extension of law enforcement. Yep. I'm usually going to be, you and I will typically be the first on scene. 100%. You feel what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and, and to, to kind of segue that into private sector, we as bodyguards, like we, we were talking about earlier, we need, to, we need to create a better foundation, more solidarity, more unification, because at the end of the day, we might actually be bigger than law enforcement. Bro, you're touching on it right now. Like to me, I think law enforcement is an extension of the order in society we represent. Ooh, say that again. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> no, boom, man. That's because I think I think law enforcement is an extension of the order that we're supposed to represent in society. So that that protector, that protect, that's the nation, the protector nation. You know what I'm saying? That I'd be. I'd be building, man. Um, We're the militia. Militia. Constitution. Exactly, man. That's the way it's supposed to be. So there are supposed to be, there are people like us, and I, I call it the protector nation. That's that nation of people who have it in their blood. You go into a room and you just, you know, you're like, hey, this is why I'm here. I'm going to make sure everything's okay. Law enforcement is an augmentation. They're a support structure to help right. ensure that that order is maintained. But when it goes down, we're going to have to do what we have to do. You know, and, and and what better way, knowing what we know, having the power that we have and the, and the intellect and knowledge and information that we have, what better way to create a union? Right. What better way to create a fraternal order where nationwide, maybe even worldwide, we create our own support system. We create our own financial foundation. We create our own uh, um, um, attorney legal assistance fund for, God forbid, we get into a critical incident and we right. all know that the client is not going to bail us out the first day. We all know that <laughs> they're going to show up and pick them up. Oh, yeah. So what better way to create some kind of sustainable system that we can put in place where just like when I was in, in, in law enforcement, you know, you paid your PBA dues, you know, $38 a check, $38 a check for us, you might be looking at $10, but you know what? It, it puts money into a, a, a banking system that God forbid you have it, that you write a letter or send an email to a, to, to a union that's been established, whether it be Byron Rogers or John Smith from Vegas, and they look over your situation, boom. Disperse, disperse $5,000 for legal fees out of the fund. 
You, does that make sense? Yo, that makes awesome sense, bro. This is big. This is big right now. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, yo, we really talking about something serious right now. I mean, that's just me because, especially with this time when I'm in the house, like, I created this and, you know, it's not something that I need to, like, you know, copyright because it's going to benefit us. But I have, like, a business model that I told my wife, I said, when I die, you need to just present this to somebody because... We have no outs. When we're done, we're done. When the clients are done with us, they're fucking done. They're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Shit. Often enough, while we're with them, they're shopping around for the for the cheaper rate. Yo, man, you might be too real for the podcast, bro. <laughs> that's the truth, and that's the game. It's doggy dog. It's feast first. It's it's feast or famine, you know. And you have to be thinking like this. This is the this is the. 100 foot view. You know what I mean? Like you guys are getting right now. This is y'all. Some of y'all want to get in the game. Y'all want to do whatever, but this is the reality of the game and you have to know it. And you know what? You can't, I I was going to post something today about, you know, yeah, don't hate the player, hate the game, but you really can't take it personal. You need to understand the rules of the game and you need to understand how to play your position. And if you want a new position, you got to understand how to graduate to that new position, but being mad and upset, you're just going to lose and be mad and upset. (laughs) <laughs> gonna be broke too. <laughs> you gonna be broke too, my man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but don't be mad and unable to pay your bills because right. the most important thing that we have is us. Yeah. Byron, the most important thing, the most powerful thing we have is each other because it's the old added principle: divide and conquer. These clients are fucking dividing us. In addition to the divisiveness we already have amongst ourselves. Yeah. So that, so that they'll call Rogers and Rogers will say seven fifty a day. They'll call Shamir Shadow and Shamir Shadow will say five hundred a day. And they'll call Willie Bobo in Atlanta and he'll say fucking two fifty a day. And Willie Bobo gets the contract. And shit, Willie Bobo gets flown out on a four hundred dollar flight, right? <laughs> which would be, be the same fucking seven fifty Byron Rogers originally quoted. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> Is it so real? Sorry, it's, uh, you know, I, I probably shouldn't be on the podcast. No, 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 no. This is so real. It's what they need. It's what it's what need, people need to understand, man. It's what it's it, 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 So, So if Byron Rogers, who set the bar at the height that it, that it pretty much should be, and Shamir Shadow Boulevard follows suit or at least maintains some level of consistency, mm-hmm. and then Bobo says, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to play hardball. He's going to force the client to say, you know what? I'm going to take the better of the three averages. And you know what? That's going to be the fucking bar. That's going to be the standard. It may not be 750, but it damn sure better be at least six. <laughs> so people can eat. <laughs> and, and, and the client will understand that, you know what? This is consistency. And this is the industry. This is the value of my product that I'm purchasing. Exactly. And that, that, and what you're, I mean, really it's, it's, it's a matter of honor, man. It's a matter, it's a matter of honor. And I think that's also why it's so important to have people in this game who really believe in it and who have it coursing through their veins. You know what I'm saying? Because if that's the case, you're not going to take a contract where you know you're hurting the game. You have no, it's an honor thing because your honor is going to stop you from taking a contract where you know you're hurting the game, you're devaluing yourself. And you can't even like, like I've had moments where I'm like, I can't go back to my guys and ask them to work 
for what this client's talking about right now. <laughs> I just can't do it. You know what, I mean? what does that say about me? You know? Right. And my company. Like, I can't send out the email with these numbers. <laughs> that's um, and that's the honor part of it, you know, and that's big, really, what you're talking about. Um, that's huge, man. That's something we, that we, and this is kind of really moving back towards that, um, what you were talking about in the beginning, man, and creating an environment that makes it so that we can all prosper in this game. Because when people are not operating this way, it's creating an environment that is corrosive to us as a service provider. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, before I had, before I had the wherewithal to figure out the speaker system, you know, <laughs> you broke down the, the dimensions of security nowadays, you know, your faith-based protection, you know, you got your residential, you got EP, obviously you got entertainment, you know, a uniform, I call it, a, you know, uniform division, which is what we mm-hmm. have. There's so many different facets. And, and we as an entity, and, and I say entity meaning no matter where you go, yeah. Security platforms are pretty much standard. It's just certain people stick to a certain standard because of their morals and principles, training and experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is what sustains them. What, 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 what predominantly becomes an issue is you got the new guys that come in and I have nothing but love for the new guys but if the new guys, like I was once a new guy, we all were once a new guy. If you understand that there's certain principles within an industry that you must follow in order to become that top tier personal protection, security guard, bodyguard, whatever the fuck term you want to call us, you have to put in the work. You have to make that sacrifice. You can't say, okay, I'm a celebrity bodyguard. I need to make X amount of dollars. No, you have to prove yourself. You have to pound the pavement. You have to, you have to stand outside the fucking SUV for 10 hours without being able to take a shit or take Halls a- Halls of Walls too. Forget them Halls of Walls, Pippin. <laughs> you know, like I remember, you know, people complain about making $300 a day. Okay. I remember working for fucking free, Byron. Wow. Byron. I remember working for free. When I left my agency in 2013, hey, and I'm, I'm going to say this before I say that. Hmm. The greater the police officer you are, doesn't make you a better bodyguard. The better soldier, infantryman, recon sniper, whatever the fuck you want to call it, doesn't make you a better bodyguard. The fucking better smashed nose bouncer you are that runs the fucking club <laughs> does it. <laughs> Better bodyguard. What yeah, you, whatever. What makes you the best bodyguard is putting in that fucking work, that customer service, that professionalism, that training, that understanding about logistical support, advancing, and just being, just being a motherfucker with integrity. Yep. That. That's what these young guys have to understand. The money's gonna come, and the money's gonna come bountiful if you maintain those levels of of, of consistency and standards. And I think we end up fighting each other, like, and, and you know, we, we have a lot of, um, I call them urban clients because, you know, street music, rappers, whatever the hell you want to call it. So a lot of times we have to go to venues that aren't red carpet. We have to go to venues, you know, aren't like the Ivy in, in California. 
right, you know, right. Get them. We go to them street hood ass clubs with a list clients, and we run into club security. And instead of receiving like that, that fraternal, that 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 fellowship, yeah, we're bumping heads, and and they don't understand. It's not a separation of power. It, we're equal in power. You're the king. In, in your empire, and I'm the fucking king in mine. Now let's rule this motherfucker together. Right. Instead of, hey, man, let me check you again after I checked you three times at the door. <laughs> they flex on you right quick. You can't come in this section. Like, motherfucker, you wouldn't have this section if my client wasn't here. You know, it. so we, we need to get back to the bare bones of this industry and say, you know what, let's come together. Yeah. You know, Let's let's build and unite so that Byron Rogers in his in his world can come to my world and feel loved and feel accepted and better and most importantly feel fucking protected. You ever been to a situation and I don't want to keep talking because I talk a lot. No, you run ever, it, bro. This is good. You, this is this is when I knew shit was fucked up. I went to you know. I went to a club and I want to say it was either North Carolina or South Carolina. No offense to any of those two states. I love them. Yeah, yeah. But I felt more concerned about club venue security than I did the motherfuckers there. Oh, man. See. I tell you. Well, and, and, and in this game, too, dude. Oh, man, there's so many different things. Like, when you're rolling to a venue, the different uh, compartments or jurisdictions of security, it's like, yo, you got the house, you got the movement dudes. We're all here to do security. We're all wearing the same jersey. Uh, one of the main things I try to focus on, especially in my advanced work, and sometimes you don't get to do it, um, is making that relationship. Hey, homie, respect. I'm going to be coming to your house with my goods. You know I mean, we are dependent on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm here to serve you. You're here to serve me. You make me look good. I make you look good. You get a white envelope at the end of the night. We want to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this. Let's all, let's all make this thing work. You know, that on the EP side of the house can go far, really far. You know what I'm saying? And then I find on, on the, on the, when you're, you know, doing the bouncing, cause I've done that too. It's like, yo, respecting these dudes, respecting their movement um, and, and, and giving their client the best experience possible is, 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 is honor to you. You know what I mean? That's pride that you get to have that while they were in your house, they were taken care of. And those EP dudes, you know, they're going to respect your game. They're going to respect your house when they see that that's how you rolled. You know what I'm saying? Um, so man, that's that that whole piece right there is big, and I, and I and I even almost sometimes would want to let them roll through my house, and I wouldn't even ask them who their client was because I mm -hmm. knew what I was because I knew what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like I know how to protect your client. I know how to move. I'm gonna give you as much respect as possible, and it went far because then some of those dudes turn around. They're like, "Yo, these dudes handle this like a real professional," and those are the then you start having relationships that pull you up in the game into different places. You know, so that's 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 huge, man. The stuff you're touching on is real big. That's key, Byron, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all men, right? Whether you make X amount of dollars or X X amount of dollars a year or X amount of dollars an hour, we're all men. So it's important that when you come across a man that's whether he's wearing a black t-shirt that says security in the back or he's wearing a fucking you know black hoodie, yeah, that, hoodie. that represents Nicki Minaj, like you know. Same fucking human beings. Yeah, same team. You know, the pay doesn't determine the level of, of, of your manhood. Of respect and honor. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other currency right there. <laughs> I, 
I've met a lot of clowns and goofies that were worth, that were worth top tier clients that I was like, you know what? This ain't it. But it's not yeah. for me to how 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 a guy got into a position is not for me to judge. It's not for me to determine what his blessing should be. Right. He may have put himself in the position to receive that blessing. It's not for me to question it. If I question that blessing, then I've just opened up all my blessings to questioning. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. Take the log. So I give respect to the door guy. I give respect to the guy watching the back door by the bathroom. Get him. That might be the motherfucker that saves your ass. Really, though? Really? It's a currency. I personally look at it as a currency. I am default respectful when I run into anybody, especially dudes who are on that warrior path, warrior code, and any kind of the stuff that we do, like anywhere in the security industry, because that means they're those types, you know. But I'm default respectful to everybody, because the reality is you don't know who, who you really don't know who's going to save you. I've had, man, I had, growing up, there. I went to this house party real quick, like, like, little side note, I went to this house party, met this dude, alumni dude, kind of like a name in my area, like, yo, this is a bad dude. You know, we see each other game, recognize game, boom, boom. You know what I mean? It was just like one of those respect moments, right? I'm in the house, minding my business. Some female comes up and talks to me. We're chilling, whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, something goes down behind me. I turn around. The dude I said, what's up to on the way in, tackled his homie who was going to break a bottle over the back of my head because that was the <laughs> chick he was jocking. <laughs> like, like, respect is a currency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Priceless. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. And you know what I mean? I could be the baddest dude in the world. You know what I'm saying? Ninja foo and shooting everything. But you get you catch a bottle across the back of your head, homie. That's a fact. You don't need Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, that respect, default respectful. And the other side of it is, you know, the way I live anyway, anybody can kill you. Okay. And especially the people that you don't see coming. And then uh, the other part of that is in this industry, people want to get next to your client. And then we come full circle. Yeah, you get locked out of a uh, out of a out of a VIP area because how security flexing on you. Now they got your girl, dog. They're chilling with your client. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got your girl, dog. And then you know, someone goes down in VIP and they rescue your client. You know, and like, where were you? And you know, they trading cards, and it can get real weird real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me just pour. <laughs> Listen, I, I've honestly, and I've got like my brother stacked. You know, Jamar, you know, Shadow Group Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I hired more guys than I've capped. Yeah. Real. Like, and to anybody watching, I want you guys to understand that we have to wear many hats. Many, many hats. Daily, man. When when you're running a company, you know, don't don't get jaded by the numbers. Because yeah, you might hear. 600, 750, but the fact that you're getting paid 400 out of that 750 doesn't negate the fact that I have to pay workman's comp insurance, business insurance, right? Taxes, payroll, a business. Yeah. payroll taxes, and then out of, out of that 200 or so $50, I got to find 40 or $50 that I can call a profit. So, it's 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 more to it. And I, I want you guys to understand, guys and, and girls, because we have amazing women in this industry. Right, right. And I, that's another segment that I really want to help blow up is the female okay. industry. 
Um, but there's a it, we're running a business here, and and it's a full fledged business that at the end of the day we're responsible for people's livelihoods. Like I'm literally responsible for making sure that my guys, just like we're dealing with this ep- epidemic, so I don't have to tell you. You know, you have certain details that are set in place. They're not salary, but they're consistent details that are set in place where the guys show up consistently. They work with clients. Boom. They get a check. Boom. Now, yeah. now it went from slow money because it's slow season to no money. So the right. same as that I was, I was responsible for helping feed so that they can feed Damn. You see what I'm saying? So it's bigger. So now you understand it's bigger than just shadow group. It's bigger than executive protection lifestyle. We have a responsibility. Yeah, I don't physically put the bread in my brother's daughter's mouth, but I am responsible for helping him buy that fucking bread. So even now, I'm hunting for new shit. I'm hunting for, for anything because I'm good but I need to make sure that my guys are good. I need yep. to make sure they can sustain and, and come out of this, you know, not just alive, but, you know, you gotta understand. Winning, winning, man. It, it's it's rough. You know, you're home and your significant other is like, hey. Um, hey. You know, <laughs> you know, so like, do I still exist? Yeah. <laughs> like, so when are we gonna, you know, when are we gonna do anything? And then your life doesn't belong to you because your client's hitting you up like, hey, man, I need that one thing. Can you just hop out of my back pocket with a violin and fix all my problems real quick? Hey, <laughs> oh, I know it's 2 o'clock in the morning, but I don't care. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, 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 you know, your old lady's credit card or debit card got, got, got declined because no money. Right. And they still want you working. No oh, money. yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think, too, like what you're talking about. I've seen agents get tripped up on once they see numbers and they're like, oh, well, he's making this much off me. And da, 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 da. I'm like, yo, hold up. First of all, I always try to, I always try to, to help agents. I always, I always tell agents personally, like, don't worry about the numbers. Don't pay attention to how much that client's spending on that. It is none of your business and it will jade you. It'll poison you. Cause like they, I, be, I see dudes being like, yo, uh, he just spent two mil on a on a on a on a on a new pencil from China from you know on a new pencil from the Rhodesian mountains and he can't just drop you know five hundred dollars a day on me who's supposed to protect his life. I'm like don't think like that. That will Thank poison you. And that's his business and that's between him and God and whatever he's down with. You know what I mean? Um that's one thing. The other thing was with the business, you know, and I see guys sometimes like, well they're they're making this much off of me and that's not fair. I'm like listen, this is a relationship you're in with your employer. He's providing you an opportunity. Right. Fulfilling that. This whole if, thing is a circle pimp. <laughs> if, if, if you fucking if you fucking work at Office Max or Kinko's, yeah. you can look at the boss and say, Hey, um, you guys just bought a new copier. I need a raise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like we got money around here. <laughs> we got money right here. Like until we get these clients, there's no we. What we what we have to do is get bigger clients that are willing to pay bigger money by offering better services. Better services, exactly. About the the short term, quick buck, and focus on the longevity of the dollar. I got guys, thank God, Byron, right now, and I I I don't even know if they if they're watching, but I got guys that are working full time with clients, and I I 
every every day or two, text me, hey, God bless you for putting me in position because if I didn't have this full-time opportunity, I don't know what I would do. I don't know where I'd be living. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to family or taking care of my mom. Like, when you talk about that, you understand that this business is about longevity. It's about sustaining. We don't want to come in. I don't want to come in and charge a client $1,000 a day, and he's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it to you this time, but next time I'll call somebody else. I'll charge a motherfucker six fifty a day because I want him to call me seven days a fucking week. Yeah, long money. Long money. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to help feed the guys that work with us. Mm-hmm. 100%, bro. No, you're speaking truth. That's a truth bomb, man. I always take long money over short money, and I always take relationships over everything. Because them relationships are really what feed. If, if, if I even smell anything with a client or even with one of my guys where money's getting in the way with a relationship, I'll give way to save the relationship because the relationship is the ultimate value. I think everything that comes in and out of our lives, good and negative, comes through relationships and the value of those relationships. I commend you for that because as a business owner, we take more losses than wins, bro. Oh, yeah. You're out there getting punched in the face all the time, <laughs> daily. The troops don't hear. Just today, today is Friday, right? Yes, sir. Just, just today, you know, I send my invoices in, you know, and I, I know probably one of my accounting firms is probably watching, but I send my invoices in all Monday and I pray and hope that Friday they come in. Why? Because my guys need to eat. Yeah, so, man. so they don't understand that we're constantly sending emails, we're making calls, we're humbling ourselves. Hey, good afternoon. This is. <laughs> Go. I was just calling to see if you got invoice number 1115. You know, meanwhile, yeah. I understand that my guy is starving. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's depending on you. He's depending on me. So we have that pressure. It's a pressure that we welcome because we we entered this. We wanted this, you know, but we have a responsibility to maintain it, you know? And I think that's really what separates, man, people that do a lot of good things in life and people who don't is that taking that responsibility taking that responsibility seriously. And then, you know, it's really interesting to say being others centric, being so focused on others, like you're, you're like my guys, my guys, my guys. And a lot of people don't realize that that's how you prosper. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? There, there wouldn't be a fucking shadow group without right? my guys. There wouldn't be, you know, when I first started this shit, Byron, it mm. was just, me shadow that was the that was the the that was the thought like that was my name yeah okay but i always knew that it would have to be bigger than just me mm-hmm. i came up with this phrase and it means so much to me everything is different now you know why because it fucking has to be everything right. has to be different than it was yesterday everything has to be different than it was 12 hours ago because if it's not, I haven't learned everything or anything. I haven't progressed. I haven't gotten better. So everything has to be fucking different now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely good, man. And that's, that's the way life is, man. That's, and the second you get, you get too afraid and you back away from that, that's the second that the entropy gets you. That's the second you start going extinct. And that's the, sec- that's the second you start that slow death. Because yeah. everything is different second by second. It's just, it's just some people are paying attention and some people are uh, becoming crystallized. All right. They get get complacent, man. Like, Mm -hmm. even with, like, 
you know, people always say, hey, man, why do you always look angry while you're working? I'm just locked in. I'm focused because I know because I've been on long term assignments where I've had to move out of state and live with my clients and one on one, that whole fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. I am at you can go from hero to zero like that. Like that's like 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 one minute is sending your family, your old lady fucking gifts. Next minute, like, where was you at? <laughs> I called you two minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I texted you 40 seconds ago. You know, like, why is the dog barking outside? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it well, Wednesday right now? What the heck? <laughs> I'm taking a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like literally, it, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> this is so good, dude. It's so real. Literally, and that's, you know what? And it's why you can't over identify with one contract. Right. You got to be able to market yourself. You need relationships because if you got to move, you got to be able to pick up that phone and have people make moves for you. Sometimes you're going to have to humble yourself. You can't think your client success is your success. You know what I'm huh. saying? Uh, because it, it is like, I tell you right now, homie, if there was one thing going to Iraq helped me with was being like, and God bless you. my brother, I, I got to interrupt you. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for that honor, man. Was me being like, yo, I could die today. Like I'm about to go on a mission. Like I could die today. You know what I mean? Like this could happen, you know? And then taking that back with me to the civilian world and being like, yo, I could die today. And then in the EP game being like, yo, you make one wrong turn, Pip. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> somebody catches you off guard. You know what I'm saying? It's Halloween. Like, I don't know, you know, yeah. but something happens if you're not here you can lose your job today. You know what I'm saying? You might just lose it anyways. You know what I mean? Welcome to the game. Listen, <laughs> if if your client's side bitch caught him out and and or he got his his you know mistress pregnant, you're gonna have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad day. Fifteen hours, or you're gonna be standing by a craps table in Vegas for twenty hours, like I. <laughs> I have a couple shadow group guys that attested that we oh, yeah. did 20 fucking hours at a crack table. Flying <laughs> it Jamar, Dorian, one of one New Jersey, stack DMV. If I'm lying, I'm fucking dying. 20 hours at a fucking <laughs> table in Vegas. <laughs> it's going again. Client almost shit himself because he didn't want to walk away from the table. <laughs> That's but that's real EP. That's hashtag real EP life. Listen, don't get forget the Jets. Forget <laughs> a fucking Grammy red carpet Fugazi bullshit. That is not the job. That is not the job. Those the are the job, glory shots. The job. Listen, and the job is not trying to look tough in a black hoodie. Okay, okay. The job is customer service professionalism in the face of the worst fucking circumstances and conditions. <laughs> And that's why you really got to believe in this stuff right there. Because you're going to hit a wall. This is so real. You're going to hit a wall and you're going to be thinking like, yo, how come I'm even letting this even happen to me? You're going to be like, is this my life right now? I literally said to myself, and, and you know, your significant other or your best friend is the one that can attest to all the stories that, you, that you've told in your life at your funeral. Right, right. right. Literally called my wife and said, hey, these motherfuckers ain't washed their ass in two days. Imagine me. Because if they're not doing it, 
I can't do it. You it's, know? It's, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Go from standing outside a truck for three, four hours while they're smoking, drinking, or hanging out, doing whatever, or stand outside, stand outside a fucking hotel room while there's a fucking after party, collecting cell phones and IDs and signing NDAs, or fucking not being able to sleep because there's a, a code red and every motherfucker in the world wants to shoot your client in the face. So you couldn't possibly sleep anyway. <laughs> For, this, yep. this, that's what I always say. That's my new t-shirt. This is the job. Yeah. That's yeah. And I, I think it's like most success people see up there. They see it on, they see the glory shots and they see you moving, you know, with your client and they're like, yo, I want that. But then when they get in the when they get in the wash, man, they get in that mix. It's like it really will root you out, man. It really will root. I remember, I remember when I first came on a detail. I may have told this story, but I remember it was like one of my first. De- it was my first detail, and it was within like the first month or two. <laughs> and then I remember I was like in the mirror, and I had just got out of the Marine Corps, you know. So this is like this freshest I was looking for a minute. I had, and I got my little suit on and I was like, look in the mirror, I have my earpiece. And I was like, oh, just like feeling, feeling myself, man. Auto pack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this was what I thought EP was about. He started pack. Exactly. The suit, the earpiece. And my dude, one of my old, one of the OGs just watched me. He's like, give it a year, man. You're going to want to blow your brains out. <laughs> and I remember being like, listen, I, I started, you know, again, come from, from the law enforcement world. Yeah. I was in my, 11s, my BDUs. Man, listen, after a couple of weeks, I was in Levi's, foam posits, and a fanny pack. Yeah. I am Garen. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You got to adapt. Absolutely. And with all that having been said, you do have your glory shots. You know what I mean? You do have your times where you're like, this is why I do it. This is tight. Now I'm representing, like, you, where you were, where your ideas of what, you know, it should be collide with what it is for these brief moments in time. And you're like, this is it right here. And yes. then inevitably them joints go to different directions and then they come back together. It, it comes full circle. Absolutely. If you in a position to be successful, you'll be successful. If you deviate outside of that plan, you open yourself up to those curves, those bends in the, in the rows, those forks, that you have to make those ultimate decisions. You go left or right. If you maintain those, I always call it consistency. Like for me, you have consistency, which is the ability to maintain a level of, of, of stature that sustains you from this situation to the next. Now, every situation is going to encompass different variables. But if you, as a professional, maintain a level of consistency, you can adapt. Why? Because you always do things within a certain format. So it's not going to, you follow what I'm saying? Um, That's just my take on it. Yeah. No, it's the character, you know, and, and the consistency gives you uh, the exposure that gives you a character that has the resilience that can deal with no matter what it is. And you'll see the difference in between the types of guys, you know, uh, one thing, a pet peeve, man, we ain't even hit the questions. We ain't just flowing. But what about, one of my pet peeves is when I see dudes that have, uh, they just get shaken up easy, man. They got no resilience. So the client's like, yo, we need to go left to that one place that I used to, that I want to go to on Thursdays. And the agent, you know, whatever agent's with me, is like, what are we going to do? And they're like, you know, like, oh my gosh, like we have no planning. Like 
they just threw this thing in the in here at the last minute and there's that this brittle nature and i'm like homie like, i don't want to be like bruce lee or nothing but really like you got to learn how to flow like okay cool bust out your phone start doing a digital advance we're probably leaving in the next 15 minutes i'm gonna push dudes to the car make sure everything's clear and stay on dude make sure we're good but you need to have that you need to have that address in the yeah you know i mean and just and just work with it and flush the emotions and flow and make sure it gets done yeah you know i mean and 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 stay in that state you know what i'm saying so uh that's something that i always see in agents and i'm like don't get flustered make moves don't feel anything be constructive and solve the problem you know what i'm saying what you what you just said was perfect don't feel anything. It's not right. about feeling. It's about emotion. Bump your feelings, bro. <laughs> I don't feel shit. You know why? When I'm when I'm in a nightclub, right? I'm in, a, I'm in a special event. I'm locked in. But you know where else I'm at? I'm in huh. my happy. That's what I was yo. I was. <laughs> so you see, you you understand? I my happy place. I, I share this with anybody because I live for this. Yeah. I go, I go places and it's always the same place. Yeah. I go to Antarctica and I just watch fucking penguins. <laughs> so, That's what's when up. I, so when I, so just imagine I'm standing next to Cardi B or, you know, French Montana or any, any mm. of the, I'm in the hood ass club and yeah, dark in LA. Cause there's, there's friction during Super Bowl where Cardi was, was talking blood and the Crips were threatening to do drive-bys. I was in my happy place. Yeah. I'm in the I'm in the middle of all the turmoil. I'm watching my penguins in my head. Mm-hmm. Do do belly flops. <laughs> I ain't got no fucking emotion. Cause right. whatever happens, it's supposed to happen. Right. Because I allow it to happen. My my response to that is what determines the outcome. Right. Whatever is gonna happen. So you can have emotion. You just gotta be mentally prepared to deal with whatever happens. That's what defines you. That's what determines what kind of EP guy you're going to be is the reaction because we can't be proactive other than the logistical, the advance and the preparation. You can only do it so much. So much. Yeah. You, we, we get paid to fucking react. You do something, I do something. <laughs> you try something, I put you down. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And that's the game. And and what y'all are listening to right now is that's the warrior philosophy behind a lot of what we do and how we move. That's it. It's, 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 it's already being okay with being and being strong enough to look reality dead in the face, like no matter what happens. And then understanding certain values, like, yo, whatever comes out of reality right now, I got to be here. I got to be able to deal with it. I can feel about it later. You know what I'm saying? I can, talk about it later. I can process it later, but right here, right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's that same mentality of, you know, when, when I was in the Marine Corps and it's like, we're going into a house and something happens, you, one of your guys falls in the door, you gotta keep moving. Feelings are for later. Get up. What's that? Sometimes you might step over them. Exactly. You gotta keep moving. You, and, and you gotta protect the whole, protect the body, finish the objective, you know? And, um, I feel like it's a very important warrior philosophy because I see dudes getting shaken up because clients are throwing in like uh fly ball uh, stops on the way home. You know what I mean? Sometimes. And I'm like, homie, no one's shooting at you. And even <laughs> if they were, and, and, and you got an arterial bleed and you're still taking fire. Guess what? Your feelings 
are your enemy. You need right. to control what you can control, neutralize the closest threat, and deal with what you need to deal with, prioritize and execute. And if you can't do those three things, you're dead. <laughs> now find the place the client wants to go on the way home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stay cool and let's get back there and do it with a smile. Don't be stressed out around me. You know what I'm saying? That's good, man. I love that penguin analogy, man. I love that penguin analogy because you, you gotta find you gotta find your mental space in this business because you're gonna have clients that will walk past you, Byron. They'll oh, walk yeah. past you ten fucking times and won't even acknowledge you. 100%. They'll walk a hundred times and won't even look at you. But you know, but you're supposed to put your life on the line. You goddamn right. Yeah, and see, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, and that. That one that me and my boy were talking, we're working. This is a this is a big one because I have a lot of guys come to me and they're like, "Yo, you know, they're treating me this way and they're expecting me to do this." And I'm always like, "Listen, what you're gonna do for them in an emergency has everything to do with who you are as a person and as a protector, and why you signed up. Not necessarily about their code of ethics, because what you're dealing with here is you're dealing with the nobility. You gotta mm-hmm. understand there's a complete difference between the nobility." and the warriors. We have a warrior code that is based on honor. How else are you gonna die for somebody? Yeah, I mean, this isn't isn't about money, it's about honor. And they have a code that's built on something completely different. Money, whatever it is, whatever it is, but that's the nobility, you know what I'm saying? And And it's been this way for a long time. (laughs) And you have to separate their principles from yours. Yep, you gotta keep your honor. At the, at the end of the day, it should never ever even be a concern because they'll never intersect. You're right. there to you're there to you're there to perform a duty, a service. You're not there to be the their buddy, homie. The yeah. buddy. Yeah, they don't got to say good morning to you, homie. Yeah. Drink with them. You're not there to read the Sunday paper with them. You know, you're not there to look at pussy with them. I, I, I don't know yep. if I can. You do it wrong, man. You're there to do a job and. And I find, especially with the young guys, they get too emotionally involved, too emotionally invested instead of mm-hmm. physically invested. There's, yeah. there's, there needs to be that separation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about being starstruck. It's like sometimes you could do too much. Yeah. You know, a client has to tell you, hey, you know, hey, can you talk to your guy? He's just talking too much. Or, yeah. you know, he's reaching. Talk, yeah. Can you t- talk to your guy? He's like, I need some space. You got to find the balance because every client is different. That's why right. you have a consistency. You got to give your client enough space, enough distance, enough wherewithal where he allows you closer or he tells you, hey, it's okay. I feel comfortable now. You can fall back. You, you can sit, f- up, sit up here. Exactly. Or, hey, you hungry? You got why I'm fucking hungry. Let's <laughs> I've been hungry for months. <laughs> goddamn right I'm hungry. Watch oh, me. Fucking dollar lobster tails. You goddamn right. I've you been creating me. this moment for months. Life is butt ass home naked. I'm here with you. You better <laughs> feed me, motherfucker. <laughs> this is the reality of the game, man. But all you say is, yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> This is real EP stuff right here. That is so good, man. That's so good. (laughs) No, and it's funny because, like, especially when I go to LA, 
like you know how you always pretty much use the same kind of drivers, same yeah, kind of you try to keep it because they know if they flow, they know, you know what I mean? Take care of fucking drivers, guys. Take care of your fucking drivers. Yeah. If I you better damn sure make sure I'm gonna get it to go back for one of the drivers. Take care of the people around you. That's the key. 100 percent Everything runs smoother. You maintain more respect and honor. They want to do they they do a better job. They feel appreciated. These, you know, emotions. As much as it's our job to be centered in ourselves and our honor and our code, um, I find emotions play a huge part in what we do. Uh, I had a guy the other day where a client gave us some feedback and he felt like, you know, felt like he was suggesting something to the dude and the dude was giving him pushback. And the dude was like, yo, I wasn't giving him any pushback, man. And he's talking to me now. He's giving me pushback. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and I'm just kind of like fielding it kind of like, well, listen, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the feeling that the client now has about you giving them pushback. <laughs> so that's our quality problem now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Exactly. So whether you were or not, it's fine. It's almost like it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's that same code. So, you know, managing that perception is something we always have to be, be paying attention to. And it, it evolves, I think it evolves communication from saying, I'm not responsible for what, I'm responsible for what I say, not what you understand, but it evolves the communication to actually I'm responsible. If I'm going to be an effective communicator, I need to take responsibility for what you understand because the emotions that you have when you walk away from this interaction can dictate whether we're, we're, we're putting food on each other's table. I'm keeping you safe and you're putting food on my table. Of course we have a responsibility because, you know, to be an effective communicator, you know, I think is probably one of the most important skill sets we can have yes. because it, in this industry, less is more. That's a fact in the whole world, in the whole realm of social media, me, for example, I went from, you know, working, you know, um, special investigations where I was, you know, essentially I was a fucking shadow, bro. Like I was yeah. undercover, you know, I was a whole different person, you know, fictitious name, all that shit to yeah. now I'm in the sector and you know, I'm I'm opening up a business, and in order to promote my business, I got to be out there. I got to be social. I got to be marketing. I got to promote myself. I got to tell the world about what I did yesterday, so I can get something tomorrow. Wear like so, 1,800 hats. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't understand. Like I rather just be on my couch with my remote, with my old lady and my dog and my kids. But in order to keep sustaining the food that's on my table and the table of the men and women that work with me and for me, I gotta be out there. Right. I, I gotta be promoting, I gotta be marketing, I gotta be pushing, I gotta be telling the world why we're the fucking best. Right, Not, and proving it. And proving it. <laughs> like batting that 100, man, bad. Listen, the old adage, yesterday's successes have nothing to do with tomorrow's wins or losses. Yeah, man, that's you know. True. Cause, Cause, why? Cause, like Thanos, you go from hero to zero like that, just like that. And it can't, and it might not even be your fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might just happen. You know what I'm saying? So you better be on your on your game. And, um, and that's a whole nother realm too. No, absolutely, man. I, uh, Christian West was talking with me the other day on this thing, and he was like, 
this can be one of the most unfair industries in the game. Like it's just, just things can just change overnight. It can really have nothing to do with you. It can just have to do with an idea. I seen dudes get fired because they were chewing gum at the wrong time, smelled like a mechanic. One dude got married at the wrong time. <laughs> I seen, you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, 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 you know what I mean? And 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 shots are flying, you know what I mean? So and 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 another thing too is we as business owners yeah. who a brand or who have something that we put our hearts and soul into, we can have one guy working a detail for us that can ruin everything. Everything. Such a risk hiring somebody. You are as good as your weakest man. And yeah. that's a that's a fact. 100%. So if you guys happy, if you don't pay them on time, if you don't pay them consistently, if you don't pay them well, if you don't support them, if you don't encourage them, if you don't fucking be a big brother, a father figure, and all that, again, where the 50 hat, that's going to be the same individual that runs your company into the ground because he showed up to work later. Get him. Bad decision. Wasn't there for a critical incident mm-hmm. or didn't show up for a critical incident, if you know what I mean. Right. Oh, yeah. So you're as bad as your weakest man. So it's important that you know you maintain a tight circle of people that understand what you are as a company, understand that your morals and principles are something that needs to be transcended when they're out with your client. Understand that it's bigger than you as a business owner, but it's fucking bigger than them as a person working because they fuck up the bag. They not only fucked it up for them, they not only fucked it up for you, but they also fucked it up for everybody else that's trying to work. 100%. 100%. And and I, I had to have this conversation the other day uh, with a dude because he made a big mistake, you know. Um, and I was just like, you got to understand when you're on this client, you're wearing everybody's jersey, bro. Yeah. We're under fire right now because of shenanigans that have nothing to do with us. You know what I'm saying? Client gets audited. Here we go. <laughs> you know, security's getting kicked around. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Tuesday in the EP game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Fuck it up. Right. And and I'm like, we're under fire for whatever. Uh, and uh, you can't make these mistakes. And you have to understand that whenever you're with this client, you need to keep in mind a few things. You're selling the security concept to them. You don't make them money. Every time you have contact with them, you're selling this yeah. whole thing to them. The second thing is you're wearing the same. You're wearing everybody's jersey right now. You make a mistake. You drop the ball. And guess what? Everybody uh, is affected by that decision and might stop eating because you decided to do whatever, you know what I mean? Fall asleep, show up late, da 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 Now. Flirt with their girls. Bro, I, <laughs> I see it, yo. I, yeah, I seen that one. I see the whole. Listen, we, we can have an episode on all the fails of this industry. Just EP fails, just bop, bop, bop. Hey, hey, Shadow, uh, can you do me a favor? Yeah, listen, I, listen, you know, I love you guys, but can you just not him back tomorrow? Yeah, he he was trying to flirt with my side bitch. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine getting a phone call like that? Or yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, I'm a big partier. You know, I, I do whatever. You know, blow, smoke, drink. I didn't think your security would smoke with. You know, not that yeah. it happened, but it has happened. Well, maybe it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I do what I do, but, like, I'm the client, and, like, he's working, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to make it weird, but... 
But matter of fact, he he owes me sixty dollars for some weed that he. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's real though. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to to to? Well, actually, we'll go we'll go here. What is uh, the hardest lesson you've learned during your time in this game? Hardest lesson, man. I'm still learning them, man. Um, again, the hardest le- lesson would be you're as good as your weakest man. Mm-hmm. Again, I give you a scenario um, where a long term client I had, very successful, big time client. And I trusted uh, one of my agents. I was like, look, you know, I need a break. I'm going to go home, tell my family. And client, the agent was getting 450 a day, um, which is over, I think, 3500 a week. And he was telling the client that, you know, yeah, you know, I think I should be getting paid more. You know? And the client's like, what's wrong? Shadow's not taking care of you? This is literally, this happens on the weekly in this game, y'all. Pay attention. And he's in the client's ear because, you know, I'm taking a break as the primary. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, Shadow just bought his son a new little dirt bike. And, you know, my mom's is in the hospital. and <laughs> Shadow just bought a new car. And, you know, I'm having a hard time paying my bills. It's <laughs> killing me, man. So you can relate. That's why you're laughing. Yeah, you're laughing. no. And the client is like, oh, what? Shadow's keeping all the money. No, Shadow's not keeping all the money. Shadow's paying him four fifty, and out of that seven hundred, Shadow's got to pay himself, pay insurance, workers' comp, business tax, tax, and 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 payroll tax. And I'm sure I forgot something else. And do it so, right, or else you lose everything. <laughs> this is the job, right? And you just need to stay with the client, be good, yeah. treat him like he's. Someone else's girlfriend or someone else's wife the whole day, and yeah. then go home pimping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to mention the fact you're traveling the world. Right. Literally, you have more stamps in your passport than you would ever have in a million years had you went out on your own. So it's 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 a balancing act, you know. So again, to go back to your question, the hardest part of this business for me is learning that you're as you know you're you're as good as your weakest man. You know, they have to totally buy into what you're doing. They have to understand the concept that I'm putting my trust and faith in this man. He's going to pay me consistently and pay me well. All I have to do is perform these standard set of tasks consistently and to the best of my ability. And what else is there? Not a damn thing. Right. Is because at the end of the day, I'm the businessman. At the end of the day, I'm the one that, there could only be one captain of the ship, right? Yeah, well, you're taking on the whole responsibility of the whole entire day. You're like the dude carrying the globe on his back. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. <laughs> Unless you got half the globe on your right shoulder and I got half the globe on my left shoulder. Last I checked, I'm carrying a fucking burden. Yeah. You know, it's only so you got one skipper and you got a first mate. Last I checked, I don't mind being the best fucking first mate I can be. Right. But help the ship steer in the same fucking direction and not be uh, uh, fucking tailgating side to side. You know, so we get that level of consistency within, within our own organizations. We can transcend that into what we were talking about earlier, into building a bigger network, or build a foundation, or build a fraternal organization, a bigger union. Because at the end of the day, that's my ultimate goal, bro. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal. I want to be able to talk to 
you know, Johnny Woodson in Canada, Toronto, Canada, who's an EP guy, and and have him tell me about whatever issues he got going on and see if there's anything in the union funds that might help him. You know, he might be going through divorce, you know, foreclosure, and, and, and he's on his last buck. We have a relief fund set up where we'll disperse, you know, X amount of dollars per week to help him out till he gets on his feet and it'll be cut off at a certain period of time if he hasn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, we, but it's all within our control. It's it's all within our grasp. It's just a question of how we go about creating that, how we go about elevating those, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? 100%, man. Um and that's the goal. And I think the, the, the values that we're talking about are the ways there, you know, um, it's just that these are high level things that unfortunately a lot of people have to learn through trial and error. And that is, you know, why I do this. You know what I mean? Because they can hear these conversations and they can get some perspective on what it truly takes to be successful in this game. You know what I mean? Right. Why we don't lowball contracts, you know, and why we try our best to train our clients or to explain to our clients, you know, um, this is a higher end service and this is why we charge this. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know what I mean? And so that's kind of what this is, you know, this is us trying to educate that game and, and, and helping other agents who kind of trying to like lessen that learning curve. So they don't have to go out there and learn it themselves. The you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, <clears throat> our phones, we check our DMs and I get messages all the time, Byron, Hey, I'm new in the game. I'm new in the biz. How can I go about getting clients? You know, how can I go about starting off my company? And I I think back, you know, when I first started, I was like, I used to work for free. (laughs) Hey, you know, tough guy. Talks a year, 2012 and all that other shit. Yeah, Yeah. but on another realm, you're a new Jack. Nobody knows you. Right. You know, the fuck are you? I would go down literally literally byron i would drive down from my my residence in 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 palm beach to miami an hour away and i would go to the local night spots the hot spots this og finding contract stuff right here man i always love hearing about this i'll tell you the genesis of the shadow group yeah you know here i am you know i I got my, my, after 15 years, you know, you're vested, you got your pension, you know, you have an option. You could either, you know, um, cash out at a, at a premium penalty, which you get heavily taxed on two sides, or you can leave it in. Well, <laughs> 2013, I got three kids. I can't afford to leave it in. I'm about to go out into the world and start something new. Yeah. Nobody knows me. There's no Shamir, the bodyguard. There's no, uh, there was no shadow group. It was just me. I took a leap of faith and said, you know what? I'm tired of having to work off-duty details as a police officer to help pay for my daughter's gymnastics on my son's karate classes. Because technically, he couldn't afford it on a policeman's salary. Yeah. I don't think you guys understand. It's not like the movies, guys. It's not like, it's not like TV. You don't get more money just because you got more bricks. You don't get a bigger paycheck because you got the biggest haul from the cartel. It's the same fucking check. I'm working my ass off dealing cartel cases, and the fucking guy working a zone unit got the same fucking check I was getting. 
working in Browntown, Texas as a DEA task officer. That's when it hit me. When my daughter's check to karate class bounced because I didn't make my overtime check deposit in time. Yeah. I said, what? I need some ain't doing it. I took a leap of faith. I, I pensioned, drew my money out. I bought a used 2009, 2010 Mercedes S-Class 550. And I said to myself, I'm going to start a private security armed driving concierge service. That was the model. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is Miami. I'm going to get a Benz. I'm going to drive all these celebrities. I'm going to be balling in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be the shit. Well, car comes. I dress it up. Uh, this is my son right there. What's up, homie? up. I'm going down to Miami like every week, guys. Trying to find and, it. And I'm not getting shit. Every week. I'm paying $20, $25 to valet my car out front. I got the Shatter Group logo, uh, European tag in the front. Again, I'm from the hood. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So my, okay. thing, my thing is I need to go get it. I need to go chase it. I'm going yeah. to put my bitch right out front of the club like these ballers are doing. I'm going to show them that, yeah, I'm security, but you know what? I'm not beneath you. I'm, right. on, the same I'm on the same page as you. You may have a you may have a few more zeros, but you know what? At the end of the day, you need me like I need you. I was right. going clubs, and I'm I'm at the bar, I'm networking, handing business cards. I'm not getting shit, not getting shit. It got to the point where I'm running out of money. Hmm. This, and playing the game, playing the game, and you get running out of money, man. I know it. I just, ooh-wee. gravity no. is increasing. I'm telling. Listen, I'm telling. I'm telling y'all. I'm the real story. Them, like, I'm running out of money. You know, remember, I bought the car cash. Oh, so man. That, that pension check is going down. 20, 25 hours a night. You figure Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Matter of fact, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Miami. That's a typical Miami night. Valley parking, $25 a night. That's $100 right there. You buy one drink in Miami, you're going to pay $23 minimum. That's if you, that's if you don't tip. $25 if you're a cheap tipper. <laughs> so, damn, I went, from, I went from buying, you know, the cheapest drink. Matter of fact, I was buying, like, Jack and Cokes and, like, Long Island because I wanted to get more bang for my buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember this. After three weeks, Byron, I started ordering ginger ales. Yep, 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 yep. Just put something in the cup. After, after a month and a half, I was going in the bathroom and getting fucking sink water in the handicap store. Just so I could walk around with a drink. And swerve and try to catch something. Real shit, bro. Like, that was the job. It was that level of sacrifice that I was willing to do every other night to just be in that environment where I knew the potentials were. So yeah. when I so I say that to say this to these new guys. They, hey, how do you start your, how do you get clients? Put yourself out there. You ain't gonna get, they're not gonna call you at home. They don't, they're not gonna, your phone's not gonna be ringing. Hey, is this Johnny just because you have a security company? <laughs> yeah. No, motherfucker, you gotta go. Whether you're in Houston, Texas, where there's nothing but an abundance of oil money, you need to put yourself in those, those locations. 
I, t- I, t- I told a guy this the other day in, in, in a DM. He's like, hey, I'm from Houston. I'm trying to get on and all this. I said, you're in Houston and you're asking me where the money's at? Motherfucker. All you got to do is find out where the best happy hour spots are, close to the refinery offices for Shell, Texaco, and, and all these other places, and fucking hang out. I would be like Norm from Cheers in that motherfucker. Everyone would know my fucking name. So that when the executive walked in, he'd be like, hey, who are you? Everybody seems to know you. Yeah, I'm Shadow. Why they call you Shadow? Oh, I just segued myself into a whole conversation about business. So you got to put yourself in a position to win. You got to get off your ass, get dressed up, get a business card. They have digital cards now that you just basically tap it on on a person's phone and your whole information comes out. So you physically have to carry business cards, which is what I have. Put yourself out there, network, socialize, create some kind of identity that people can, can latch onto. Because at the end of the day, they want to connect with the motherfucker that could potentially be the safeguard and guardian of their wife, their children, or themselves, or even their mistress. I've had people pay me to watch their side, bitch. Yeah, they, got, that they can trust. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so basically what I'm saying is you got to put yourself in a position to win. And the only way you could do that is to get yourself out there, step out the house, go to the hot spots, find out where all the corporate events are being held, make, make, make friendly with the valets because the valets know everything. The everything. Valet drivers know everybody's business. The, you know, the concierges, they know who's who and who needs to be where and what events you need to go to. Those are the people you need to network with. Those are the events you need to go to. This is gold. <laughs> this is how you work the streets. This is, this, this, is, this is the stuff you... That's what you call free game. Yeah, man. No, that's, what, that's, exactly, that's exactly what that is, man. This is an education right here on how to build your books, on how to work the streets, on how to find clients, man. I had a homie who... Simply Marie, won't I see you? Hey, shout out to everybody following. I don't, this is my first ever, what do you call this podcast name? This is my first ever. So I really want to send all my love to everybody that's following, that's supporting, that's listening. <coughs> we haven't even gotten any questions in. Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, man. All right, all right. Let me, let me get, at least get the big ones out of the way real quick. We already been swerving for a minute. Let's talk about the tour bus incident, bro. I because uh, there's that documentary, the bodyguard, you know what I mean? But I want to hear, yeah, I mean, we gotta talk about it for a minute, man. What was it like? Civil case, that's the one civil case coming up. Say, oh, that's the one. Okay, okay. So and here's the downside, again, here's the downside to social media, the media, and all that. When you when you put information out, it's gonna be information that comes back in. Right. Um because I'm at a status that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Case was filed after the documentary came out. Really? Yeah. That's because yeah. I was like, I was like, how? Okay, because I thought. So, so there's the the thing with the the two dudes. No, that's New Zealand. That was New Zealand. Yeah, there's three guys in New Zealand that I was. Can you fighting. talk about the New Zealand deal? Hey, I could talk about that. Yo, it looked like you got eight. Like, like, like I was like when I saw that, I was like, my dude, man, because it looked like you got you got eight up a little bit. But yeah, I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to see that anyways, you caught some static off that documentary and all that stuff. Um, it's just one of those things where it's more monetary than anything else. It was a good show. Oh, yeah. 
closed out. But just like anything else, there's a different level. Mason, can you turn that? I need that off. In the civil trial, there's a different level of, it's called preponderance of the the evidence. The evidence, yeah. Right. Criminal is different. You know, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Civil is different. They just got to, they just got to basically prove, hey, well, maybe he probably shouldn't have shot four times. He should have shot only three. You know what I'm saying? Or he could have hey. shot <laughs> yeah. the elbow. He didn't have to shoot him in the cheek or the chin. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we're at. But New Zealand, I could definitely speak about, man. You can ask me any questions on that. Um, that is closed out officially as okay. of like um, yeah, man. I mean, really just what happened, like how'd it go down for all the people that are listening that haven't had that experience in life, like, all right, boom, well, break it down. How'd it go down? Give it a blow by blow from the bodyguard perspective. Okay. So I'm working with, um, uh, Ray Schremer, which is a musical group. Um, two members, Sway Lee and, and Slim Jimmy. Um, we fly to uh, New Zealand, which is the first leg of our uh, our tour. We did a massive tour, and it was like right after New Year's Eve, a couple days in Atlanta, and then uh, January second, we started our flight out to New Zealand, and we landed in New Zealand uh, January third. You know how it is with these young rappers. You know, as soon as they touch the town, as soon as they check in the hotel, let's Hit go. Gas. <laughs> let's let's go sightseeing. Literally, right mm-hmm. across, we were in a hotel, the downtown district, and um, literally across the street, there's this massive, well-known uh, tower where you basically jump like a bungee style. Yeah, I've been there. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, and I didn't do it. <laughs> the name, the name uh, escapes me, but we all did it. You know, it's just an amazing vibe. And every now and then, you have clients where there's that level of comfortability where you can actually partake in some of the activities. You know, that comes with equity and relationship and, 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 you know, you gain that place. They ask you. Exactly. It was a two man detail. Lonnie, which is the other uh, EP. He was after everybody jumped down, um, Sway and his, his little entourage, little crew, they went off down the block, um, east down the road. They wanted to go check on some shops. And I was with uh, Slim Jimmy, which is the other member of the group and also Swayley's brother. And we're just, it's just me, uh, Slim Jim, and this cameraman. And we're literally walking the streets. This is a metropolitan area. At the time, New Zealand was rated the most safest place in the world. Literally, 2018, no lie. New Zealand was, before my incident, New Zealand was the safest place in the world. No guns, no knives, no brass knuckles, none of that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fought with a pocket knife, you, you, four inches, you're done. <laughs> Get out of it. Leave the island. So we're walking down the street, and again, you know, I keep my distance, four and a half feet. Jimmy's walking around with his cameraman. All they're getting is BTS. BTS is behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah. You know, as we're walking down the sidewalk, I see a group of guys stand up as, as Jimmy and the cameraman are, are approaching, and... It goes from our or these fans, you know, you know, weird. Yeah, and you know, in New Zealand, every motherfucker's big. Everybody, yeah. New Zealand, Australia, Samoa, Usos. Okay, I'm six. I'm six five. These guys were six five and better. I'm in pretty good shape. These guys are not in good shape. 
and still look bigger than me. But that better picture, okay? These them heavy it, dudes, man. <laughs> and you ain't got to, yeah. It's, it's just me. I, listen, I don't care about any of these John Wick, Instagram, this, I, listen, all that tough guy shit goes out the window. You got literally four big Usos literally surrounding us. In, a, in addition to uh, a New Zealander who was a female and a little guy. And immediately, literally immediately, the friction starts. Hey, man, why the fuck you niggas coming over here fucking with us? We're just over here trying to smoke and drink and you over here recording us and shit. You motherfuckers need to go back to fucking where you came from. Fucking niggas, American motherfucking. Get the... Listen, bro, listen, you know, the whole... Now you got to keep your head cool, so you start trying to work it, trying to, hey... Because we're trained, assess the situation, right. run over, maintain composure, and then come up with a solution. Either retreat or fucking attack. So no matter what you do, no matter what I did, you've been in situa situations where no matter what you said... They trying to fight. They want it. They just want to fight, yeah. Byron, this day, January 3rd, I used some of my best judo. judo. <laughs> Sometimes the judo don't work. You were like laying them down nice. <laughs> I remember saying to myself, and it happens like this. I remember saying to myself, wait, that didn't work? <laughs> yeah, like that was so, so pretty. Like I laid that down so pretty. I basically just greased you. Like I gave you all the world, King New Zealand. What are you saying? Like you still want smoke? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we just landed. We literally just landed. Literally just checked in the hotel. Literally just jumped off the fucking building. And now I'm about to fight? That's literally what goes through my head. Like, yeah. It's 2018. Why are we even mad right now? <laughs> so they literally had us surrounded. They, it was four of us that had us surrounded. And I kept telling them, listen, I don't care what the fuck you say. Just please don't walk up on my client again because it was that whole chest bump and shit. Yeah, you yeah. And shit. And I kept saying to myself, you know, you get to that, you get to that point in a confrontation where you say, okay, that's my imaginary threshold. If he crosses that line, it's right. Yep, it's the minute he crosses that line, or the minute he puffs his chest, or the minute he makes an overt hand shit, it's go time. Yeah, we're already past where we're we're past that line now, and now it, now it's it's time. Something's got to go down, and I yep, I got to stay ahead of it. Right. Listen, I tried. I don't care what anybody sees on TMZ and all the beat down shit. I tried everything in my power to avoid that day. And one of them was holding a 40 ounce bottle. Everybody knows what a 40 ounce beer bottle was. I couldn't tell you what brand it was, but I distinctly remember the 40 ounce because I was saying, damn, they still got 40s? <laughs> the stuff you think about when you're in violent altercations, it, it's crazy. Cause you're like brain, it's almost like, oh wow. Like you mean like over the smallest, weirdest things, like ultra clear minded, like. Bro, I've been in shootings where the state attorney asked me specifically, what were you doing? I said, well, I remember I stepped over that cigarette butt and they're like, what? You stepped over <laughs> cigarette butt? I said, yeah, 
I remember the cigarette book because it had bright red lipstick on it. And I said to myself, damn, I hate makeup. <laughs> <laughs> this is so real. Exactly, man. I had to testify as to why I noticed a cigarette butt in a, in a, in a deposition. All right, yeah. so go back. I remember the 40 ounce because I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers still out here drinking 40s? And he was holding the 40 ounce typically like this during the initial uh, confrontation. As it started to fester, he switched his Put grip. Hand. Yeah. And he's holding that aside. So I'm saying to myself, if anything happens, it's going to come from him. Mm. If anything happens, it's going to start from him. But he wasn't the biggest guy. Okay. Anybody that's been in a volatile situation, multiple offender confrontation, will tell you, you're going to scan, you're going to assess, and you're going to try to get the biggest, baddest motherfucker first. First. That's the ultimate threat. Yep, that's you got to deal with King Cooper first, pimp. <laughs> no matter what. That's juggernaut, the one juggernaut, first. And that's the one that you either punch, knock out, kick in the face to set the standard for these other motherfuckers. Because yep. they're going to... Oh shit! Or like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, on January third, I took my best shot at the biggest motherfucker, and he took two steps back, and it was let's go. Dang it! <laughs> and we're in the gas. It is, and it's gas at this point. We're into it. So I hit the first motherfucker because he was the one that kept doing the chest bump. He was the one yeah. that kept doing posturing. He was yeah. the one that was most. And after I took my shot. And I'm, listen, I'm not a professional fighter. I'm a seasoned fighter. But mm. I took a shot, didn't knock him out. Took two steps back. On his second step, that fucking 40-ounce bottle came cracking over my head. Oh, and I had, I had the scar to show it. Hits me over the head with the 40-ounce bottle from, from my right side. Boom. Luckily for me, the son of a bitch had a red shirt on. Had just enough beer that cleared my eyes while I was able to see the red shirt. I bend down. Scoop him up, slam over my head, boom. I start raining a reign of terror on him. Reign of terror. And I kid you not, I'm hitting this guy like on a full, basically on a full mount position mm. with the three, four shots that I could possibly hit him and I'm not knocking him out. These fucking Usos, these Samoans, and I don't even think the proper term is Samoans, but these New Zealand, because I want to be honestly, you know, correct. Yeah. But Dealing motherfuckers. They were rugby motherfuckers. No, they like bears and stuff, bro. They got like six inch. Th- like these cats are built different. I grew up in Washington and these cats I had to play football with. And I just remember the whole time I was just little and just had to earn my stripes. It's a whole different kind of breed, man. Was the fucking headpieces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. That's the only thing that was missing in the fucking rug- rugby uniforms. I'm hitting this guy with clean shots, man. <laughs> Not knocking him out. As I'm on top, as I'm on top of him, a third guy comes to try to tackle me. He goes over me. I end up landing him. I'm hitting him with clean shots, and I swear to God, most stories would say, "Yeah, I knocked him out. I knocked him out, bro. I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the third guy with clean shots and nothing, bro. It gets to the point where I start hitting elbows, boom, boom." It was on like the fourth elbow, the back of his head hits the fucking concrete. And you know that beautiful sound that goes, well, it's not, it's not always beautiful. Sometimes it'll cost you a case or a murder yeah. charge. That hollow sound with a head concrete. And then the, 
that was the first time I was able to knock one of those motherfuckers out. After I did that, another one, the 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 the, the cutter, it felt like he was literally trying to pull me off. It felt like he was like, like punching me and running away. It felt like he was just like, you know, like just like and coming in and coming back. Yeah, it was it was like that. I didn't feel I didn't feel any strikes. I didn't feel any uh, puncturing. I didn't feel any of that. It wasn't until I, I stood up off the guy that was that I that was I was on the full mount that my arm collapsed. Didn't work, yeah. The... And I kid you not, till this day, just like I was able to beat in on that lipstick, on that cigarette butt, or that forty ounce, I beat in on my arm that was had like four arterial bleeds and it's squirting everywhere. And I'm looking at my arm as I'm as I'm standing up. No lie. Remember, I, I only knocked out one out of three out of three. I still got two more to go. I'm looking at my arm and I'm looking at a fucking case of deli meat. My arm is cut up in every which way you could possibly imagine. I'm looking I at saw the pictures. I was like. So, so I mean, obviously, you know, the story is, is, is legit. I'm looking at my arm and I'm looking at my fucking arteries squirting everywhere, squirting me in my fucking eye. And it, and it happens like this. Oh, yeah. It happens like this, guys. I'll tell you no lie. So I, I raise up and my arm collapses to my side. I'm, and I look at my arm and in a split second, I look at him as he's like <laughs> doing this. And I was like, oh, you were stabbing me. <laughs> <laughs> and it all like click, 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 click. A different level of savagery. Of intensity. Awakened within me, bro. It was at that moment I realized who I was. I didn't cower and say, oh shit, he's got a knife or he's got a blade. It was the fucking broken end of a fucking beer bottle. Beer bottle. So I said, you know what? To myself, you're gonna die today, motherfucker. We all going down now. <laughs> Everybody's going down. Again, again, it happened like this. It went from this to this to that. And mm. that's what you saw on TMZ. You saw the after that. The TMZ didn't, and I, and I, I referenced TMZ because that's what, that's what everybody sees. That's, that's all they know about the situation. Yeah, that's the highlight reel. The adversity that happened before that is the true story. The, the, the depiction, what I wanted people to see was me being encircled by four motherfuckers. I wanted people to see me hit a motherfucker square in the jaw and not knock him out. The I reality want, of that. Yeah. I want motherfuckers to see me get cracked over here with a 40-ounce bottle and not fall to the ground like they do in the movies. And right. eat, wipe my fucking eye, scoop that motherfucker up and go to work. That, that was the adversity. That that was what I want people to see. I don't want people to see me on top of a motherfucker beating them. I want to mm. see motherfuckers to see the journey that got me there because that's what defined me that day. You that's know what, what I'm saying? Because that's what you're made of. And it wasn't until that rage, that level of savagery I talk about. It's me and me and my, my brother Dorian, who I love, you know, um, one of one, you know, we, we call ourselves professional savages. You know what I'm saying? Because you okay. got it. You can't be a professional pussy. Who's going to pay you to be a professional pussy? When a client gives you an invoice, a, 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 a paid invoice, he's paying you money to be a fucking savage. Man. Just, 
Just a professional one. This is literally what the whole thing is. Like, like people don't talk about it, but this is what the whole entire thing is. I live a certain life for a reason, so I can bring this to bear when the time comes. That's what this the whole thing is. This is the job. That's why I always say this is the job. That is the job. Like, we don't get paid. Yeah, we might have to carry a bag here and there. Sometimes you might even have to hold an umbrella. But the fucking job is this. The fucking job is that. The fucking job is making sure that the mistress doesn't get back in the house after he kicked her out. There's so many facets of the job. But on that day, that was my job. My job was making sure that my client went home, I went home, and I put that motherfucker to sleep. And that's what I did. I beat that motherfucker to a pulp. My man. I beat him up. And then you know what I did? I got the cameraman's shirt. I made a tourniquet because, again, the story didn't end with that TMZ video. There was more to it. Yeah. I had to, had to rap. I had to conduct my own triage. I had to perform my own first aid. I get the cameraman's shirt, make a tourniquet. And again, we were literally a block and a half from the hotel. We were right across the street from where we jumped off the roof. My client is, and, and I got to. I got to applaud my client, but my client was scrapping. And he was yeah, getting- he was throwing down. That's what's up. Yeah. Get on him. That's good. I love that. I love him. You know, he was crying. He Because he saw my, it's funny because the heart. He, yeah, he saw my arm. He saw my arm, like really, really saw my arm. And he was like, oh my gosh, man. Yo, Shadow, your arm is off. He cut your arm. And I was like, I'm good, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, Composure wrapped it up and made a, 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 a fashion tourniquet and held it up. Yeah, I looked, well, I was getting lightheaded. They were telling yep. me this. people were coming out from storefronts. I had a neon green shirt that you see in the TMZ video that turned bright red from my blood. I finally get to the hotel, ambulance show up, cops are showing it like, Who did it? Who did it? I was like, I don't know. It's crazy fucking rugby guys, they play rugby. I don't know. They look like they play rugby, you know. You know, I'm trying to give a statement, all that shit, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, they get me in the ambulance and fast forward, rush me in the hospital. And again, I love the people in New Zealand. I love the people of Australia. Yeah. Free healthcare and the best healthcare in the yeah. world. Listen, I'm not going to get off topic. When I got to the ER, I had literally a team of surgeons fighting over to see who wanted to do my surgery. The level of attentiveness, the level of attention they give you, they don't care about insurance. They don't care about finances. They don't care about anything but making sure that you get the best medical attention. Wow. That's a f- so I'm sitting there and, you know, again, I had to deal with, you know, letting the wife know. So the tour manager had to let wifey know that I was involved in a critical incident, you know, injured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the detectives, I had like two detectives around my bed prior to going to surgery. And they were telling me, yeah, we got to do microsurgery and get the robot and all this other shit. I was like, you saw the pictures. And I'm saying to myself, they thought, man, I just want to be able to feel my kids. I just want to be able to feel my lady. Because I had so much nerve damage. I was like, I just want to be able to feel my kids. I just want to be able to me. Because it was so bad. It was so gruesome. I wouldn't say it was so gruesome. It was more gruesome than anything else. Yeah. I had permanent nerve nerve damage, but it was more gruesome than anything else. No, it looked like a like a hamburger meat. It looked like a hot dog that had been sliced open a bunch of times. I literally, bro, when I saw the picture, I was like, 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 
and I can handle stuff, man. I've, I've been around the block, you know what I mean? But I remember being like, like I, I paused and was like, dang, man. I was like, me, man, me and my dude got to catch up on this. Oh, so, and it's amazing you said that. So while they're, while they had me in the hospital, right? They had me in a, on a gurney and the surgeons are looking at my arm. They're pressing on my arteries to see which ones are still viable and all this other shit. I can't feel shit. And you know, obviously they got to cut your clothes and oh, yeah. you know, everything. everything. <laughs> like, 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 why you got to cut everything off? <laughs> I had stab wounds here. Hmm. Stab wound here. Stab okay. wound shoulder and one in my back. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was on, I was on top of him. And, I, and I'm raining down. I'm thinking I'm putting in work. His guy was coming up to me. Working. Running away. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey guy. Hey, hey, hey. And that's, that's literally, like, I, if I had that video, I would be a multimillionaire. You know why? Because they'd be like, yo. Proof of, proof of concept. Shadow is a fucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, that would Hire me. A, yeah, that would be my commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like the HBO special for my boy Elijah Shaw. That's what that. <laughs> yeah. What I tell people though, what I tell people is this, and and it was it was God's plan, because anybody that gets hit over the head doesn't matter how tough you are, doesn't matter how strong you are, you get hit, you get hit with a fucking bottle, bro. I said at the beginning, you gonna need Jesus. <laughs> you get there's, there's three ways, there's pretty much three ways your body's gonna react. You're gonna get stunned, you're gonna get knocked out, or you're gonna, you're gonna absorb it. Yeah, or you're gonna get to work. I, or, or a combination of the two. You get stunned, you absorb it, you, you get stunned, and you get knocked out. Right. Me, I took it, and through the grace of God, I was able to recover, and I went to work. Yeah. You know? So again, fast forward, and you know, they find the multiple stab wounds, so they stitch me up. I come out of surgery and I went from having two detectives around my bed to then there three detectives around my bed. But this time, instead of me being a victim, they're questioning me fresh out of surgery like I'm a suspect. And I'm asking myself, what's going on here? Well, while you're in surgery, I was in surgery, what, nine hours? While you're in surgery, uh, uh, they brought in two of the uh, alleged offenders and one of them were... One of them had brain bleed, broken nose. Other one had a contusion on on the brain and um and a and a fractured orbital bone. And the so people they're like, were, did you attack them or did they? They're sitting there like, I mean, they're so messed up. Like, were they? Were they? Was it self defense? Who was defending? So the people that brought these two motherfuckers in, one of them being the one of the assholes that I knocked out and and stabbed me. Stabbed you, yeah. They were telling the authorities that I was the. A primary aggressor that I started it. And wouldn't you know, TMZ footage shows Shadow <laughs> their own narration. We don't know who this guy is, but he's beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> so that was the commentating on the video. Oh, so these man. so it got it got it went downhill from there. So fast forward, I'm telling the authorities, look, I just came out of surgery, I'm on amnesia, I mean on anesthesia. You know, that's the law enforcement, the cop in me. Yeah, you already know, yeah. He give any statements because I'm not in my right mind. I immediately tell the tour manager, Tony, I said, Tony, I don't like where this is going. I'm not making any official statements. Get me the fuck out of here. They had me on a plane, a flight, the following day to our next uh, leg, which that's is our Got the fuck out of there. I, I got the fuck You know, that's, that's the story. So it, it, what, 
It was dramatic as fuck. It wasn't like I was on some Rambo shit. I just had to react to their aggressions. Mm-hmm. I had to perform to to my own levels and, and perform exceptionally. To your max but, levels, man. You had to you had to go full tilt. But Byron, the odds were stacked against me, bro. And I can't tell you if it happened again, the same result would happen. Yeah. And more knowledgeable of that type of confrontation? Yeah. Am I less sensitive to an edge weapon attack? Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I can literally use my arm as a shield now because I have nerve damage. I can't feel shit. So, yeah. you know, now this is going to be my defense. Yeah, stab me here because I'm going to punch you. Right, right. You know, but the reality of the job, Byron, is not, it's not like an action movie, bro. Because at the end of the day, I'm thinking about my old lady. At the end of the day, I was thinking about my kids. At, when I was in a hospital bed and, and, and my arm was looking like hamburger, hamburger meat, I was humbled. I was, I was literally You're human. Human. Because now I'm a father. Now I'm a significant other. And I'm also a provider. So if I can't use my arm ever again, how am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to touch my old lady? How am I going to be able to hold my son? You see what I'm saying? That's the job, bro. That's the reality of the job, man. Not the romance, the reality. Yeah. And uh, did I did I get a bonus check? Oh. No. <laughs> right. Did I get a did I get an extra bag for taking one for the team? No. We don't get bonuses. We don't get um um you know a, a, a thank you card. Hey, thanks for you know protecting my client, making sure they ain't kill him. We don't get none of that shit. Yeah. And because 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 the expectation is that's what we pay you for. Yeah, and that's the job, man. Job. And the second you're doing it for a bonus or for something else is 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 really the second you start to you start to go in the wrong direction, and then your spirit gets poisoned, and then you can't come to work with a good attitude because that's not the payoff. You know, uh, those are those are byproducts of the job that we do that help us put you know the function to help us put food on the family, provide a higher quality of life. That's there. That's part of the job too. But I think like we were saying in the beginning of this thing, the guys that go far in this industry and that last and really succeed are the ones that are doing it because this is who they are. It's more than just a job. It's a lifestyle. It's who we are on the deeper level, man. Yes, sir. Yo, that's real, man. We didn't even touch the the cues, bro. (laughs) We didn't even, we got, I mean, I got, I got to get, you know, we got to wrap this thing up. (laughs) we can sit here and have this conversation all night, man. We got, we we might have to do another episode, bro. Sorry if I talk too long, bro. No, it's a mate. This is this is good. This is awesome stuff, bro. This is real world EP right here. This is bodyguard stuff right here, man. Oh, I, you know, my, my premise is, man. I, I want to make sure that you know. Again, people understand that. Don't get jaded by social media. Don't get jaded by the photos. Yeah. Don't, listen, listen, I could be. Just like anybody else, you could be taking a shit on the toilet and post a picture. That's not the job. The job is what you put out day in, day out. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's the job. You know, just because you ain't posting it don't mean you ain't doing it. You know, and I'm a firm believer in that. You know, I I look at it like I'm going to use social media to market and promote and build a brand that's sustainable so that my guys and my family can eat. But at the end of the day, I know what the job is. This ain't the job. The yeah. job out there freezing your ass off, not getting any appreciation from the same motherfuckers that would cower behind you once the bullets came because it's happened to me, bro. 
It's happening. I'm talking about like shootouts and and you won't even get a thank you. You won't even get, they won't even give you a dat. Like, hey bro, good job. That was solid. (laughs) Nah, they just glad they got back to their room and they're like telling their friends. Hey, man, what kind of smoke we just got in? We? Wow. <laughs> man, that's good. That's good. Yo, uh, closing questions right quick. Uh, favorite quote, quote, saying, or mantra? Oh, man. My favorite quote. You know what? It's on my arm, man. Perfect. Quote by Henry Ford. Obstacles are the things you see when you take eyes off your goals. Uh, uh, <laughs> so good. You want me to say it again? Uh, yeah, man. So people in the back, say it loud for the people in the back. Obstacles are the things you see when you take your eyes off your goals. You know, it, it's it's kind of like that whole, like, hey, hey, Shadow, what, what is the thing that you pride yourself on? And my ability to focus. My ability to lock. my t- I call it target acquisitioning. Yeah. You know, wifey just sat down at the table and, you know, again, how many people you killed since we walked in the restaurant? I killed 12. You know, it's kind of like, if you don't see it, you don't recognize it, it doesn't exist. And for me, that's weakness. I don't see weakness. I don't see failure. So it doesn't exist. Like, I don't see, you know, like, it's kind of like, what do you call it? Um, you know, you have the good and bad. You got, uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to find the word, the right word. You know, you, at devil's advocate. You know, yeah. you're devil, they, they, they present the good, they present the bad. Yeah, right. You know, I've dealt with Murphy's Law my whole life. Fuck the bad. Right. I focus on the bad because I don't believe that there's bad. You know why? Because I'm too good. I'm too good at what I do. So I know I'll always... I'll always be able to compensate and overcompensate for any deficiencies that may come my way. So I don't see obstacles. I just, I mean, I might see, I might see things that make me deviate from an initial plan of, of action. But I don't see, I don't see it as an obstacle. Like you were talking earlier about, you know, guys that are complaining because there's a change in, in a directive or a change in an ops plan or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we do. I, yeah. I don't, I, I, I thrive. you thrive on that. Absolutely. It's the water, man. It's to me like, and, 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 and this is something that I, you know, I love bringing up people like kind of in this way is the obstacles become such a common thing that you become inoculated to them. You become used to, and you become conditioned to them. And right. you learn so much about who you are and what you're capable of on the journey that when the obstacles show up, it's just Tuesday. So it's like, everyone else is like, this is so bad. And you're like, homie, it's Tuesday. We haven't even got to lunch yet. We're gonna deal with this equation real quick. This work the equation. And then, yo, I'm gonna go get, you know, and then and then we're gonna get lunch. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you know who you are, you know by the grace of God what you can do, that the obstacles like showing up and, and people that aren't inoculated to that and don't know those things, they're like shook, you know? Yeah. But that's why the journey is so important because what it teaches you about the value of yourself, what you can do by the grace of God. Yeah, I mean, so, so, which is, and, and so you just like water, you just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving. <laughs> Amen. I, I, you know, I, it's, I, this ain't no philosophy, but be your own current. Yeah. Be your own wave. 
You, you follow that? Like create your own energy. hundred percent. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? That's like superpower, man. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether I'm lead on a detail and, and, and you're secondary, your energy is going to help derive our direction. We flow together. You understand what I'm saying? And whether, even if it's a one man detail, the energy you create is the energy you're going to, you're going to, you're going to derive from. So set that standard early on. Mm-hmm. And, and goes to with the clients, how you deal with them. And one thing I got to say is you, you talk about mantras and sayings. Mm-hmm. I want every month. Oh, that works in the security game. If you want to elevate this business, if you want to elevate your stature in this business, if you want to elevate the entity as a whole, let these fucking clients know we don't work for them. We work with them. I'm going to say it again. I don't work for you, motherfucker. I work <laughs> with you. When shit hits the fan, who are you going to follow? Me. Right. Who's you to life and not death? Me. You're going to follow my footprints. I'm the one that's going to grab you by the fucking collar or the fucking belt and lead you to fucking sanctuary. Me. So I don't work for you. I work with you. It's and that's the, that's the key. We ele- if we elevate the mindset, if we elevate the mindset as a whole, I guarantee that the, the, the whole industry will change. 100%. Because I, I used to get, and I don't, I don't, I don't talk, talk too much. I used to get like DMs like, hey, bro, you know, you're too flashy and all this. And, you know, and, you know, I, mean, I don't give a fuck. You know why? Because I'm a fucking boss. I'm a fucking man. I don't care how much rapper money you got. I don't care how much money you made making films and movies. I'm a fucking man. I'm a leader within my own realm. Yeah, you and gotta I'm, be a king. Yeah, and I'm a fucking king. So you goddamn right. I want to live and I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor just like you. So I'm not gonna shelter that. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna like cocoon that. I want my brothers and sisters to understand that there is a fucking side of the rainbow that they haven't discovered yet. I want them to understand that they can have a house. They can have a home. They can have a family. They can have kids. They can sustain long-term longevity if they follow a certain blueprint. This this is all attainable. But if we don't present it as, as such, if we just say, hey, yeah, I'm working or, hey, I got to go do this because, no, I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I choose to. I'm doing it because I'm a protector. I protect your ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm protect, but you know what? At the end of the day, you're waiting for me to say the word go. Right. You're, you're waiting for me to say the word it's all good. You're waiting for me to say clear. You're waiting for me. You're waiting. In, in essence, you're waiting for my approval. We work with our clients. We don't work for them. Yeah. And if we, if we share that sentiment across the board, we're going to raise the level of, of posture amongst ourselves so that these guys can say, okay, I don't have to take, I don't have to take $300 a day. I can ask for more. You know why? Because I'm worth more. Exactly. Life is worth more. The, the fate of my family is worth more. So I don't work for you, motherfucker. I work with you. Yeah, I'm going to stand outside the truck and make sure nobody walks up and shoots your ass. I work with you. I don't work for you. 
So pay me accordingly and respect me accordingly. I don't need you to be my best friend, my buddy, but show me the fucking respect. Mm-hmm. And that I'm getting paid to save your ass. <laughs> your life. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I'm, listen, I, you know, I'm a nice guy, but you know, I'm a professional asshole, bro. Well, you, you know, you're a professional, man, and you know who you are, you know, and that is big. Uh, and and I, I've noticed the difference in, 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 in agents in this game when it comes to exactly what you're talking about. And um, and one agent that doesn't think this way on a detail can actually really, really uh, negatively impact the overall client and agent relations. You know what I mean? If you've got a conglomerate of dues on a detail every time they interact with the clients, hey, I'm a professional just like your accountant, just like your lawyer, just like your doctor. I'm a specialist in my own right. And I, I deal with you like this. This is a cyclical transaction. I give yes. you a service. You give me a check. <laughs> but I give you a service that you need done. You know, um, and then if you have one that's just like coming from underneath, you know, it's like putting it on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? It can really make it, it can, it, it can complicate the dynamic with the principal, with the client. And, and it can make it very complicated for them to see your value. Um, so what you're talking about is so real, dog. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, it's really something that it takes balls. You got to know who you are. You got to know the value you bring. And that all, I believe, comes from the lifestyle. That comes, you know that you're in the gym. You know uh, that you bring all this real world combat and experience and decision-making ability and all these high quality attributes to the table. You know that you can do a, a dang good job of what it is you're, you're asking them to pay you to do. You know what I'm saying? So you can look them dead in their eyeball sockets and you're not joking. You're dead serious. You're, you're being hundred percent authentic. The guys, because yep. you've earned it. it it's a yep. fact. It's confidence is accurate. Cockiness and arrogance is inaccurate. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we all hate it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't even know, like you're not that. No, but you, but, but to have that confidence kind of back to what we were talking about in the beginning, you got to do your dirt time and yeah. you got to know that you can, ask that and you got to know that you can demand that because you got to know who you are in this game man yeah. remember that's some good stuff man Shamir. good bro it's good you know yeah. I, I think our responsibility to the young guys is to, is to continue the education um I, I think what we do a lot is we alienate a lot of the young guys right that's um, what i'm trying not to do you know she gets mad at me all the time because i'll spend an hour trying to answer dms i spend an hour trying to you know just respond to she's like why you listen i have a responsibility because i was once them i can remember 2013 i'm sending messages and and dms to these supposed top tier guys that are no longer with us yeah and i'm begging for an opportunity and it i'm like i'm my own opportunity i don't need anybody I mean, I can be, it could obviously be beneficial to facilitate a relationship that can help me get in the door. But if then it happens, and then it, what's better than creating your own opportunity? What's better than going out and, and hunting, going out and networking, going out and building, building yourself and creating a brand and all that shit? Or calling a guy like Brian Rogers and say, hey, I know you don't know me for a hole in the wall, but. Like, I get these texts and DMs all the time, Brian. I swear to God, I see your speech. I would be willing, I would be, I would be willing to um, come down and shadow you for an internship. Like, guys are willing to work for free. Mm-hmm. And 
And these are the kind of guys I want. Right. Obviously, I have to work for them, and I have, right. to, I have to tell them, hey, unfortunately, my clientele doesn't want a random face around, uh, you know, doing internships. If I could, I would, but I can't have a fresh face, you know, yeah. walking around NDAs, et cetera. But these are the type of, this is the type of hungry want. These are the type of people the around Right. Yeah. And that, man, honestly, like, that's why I created the training day product, man. Cause it was like, I was getting them, you know, I'm getting them same DMs and I, I got people hitting me up. Bro. Huh? Talk about it, bro. I mean, yeah, man. Like, and this is, this is literally why I ended up creating it because I'm like, these dudes need to learn how there's dudes in the game that need to learn how to up their game. There's dudes who are trying to get into the game that really need to learn how to get into the game. Now with this whole digital marketplace, you know what I'm right. saying? If you learn, if you know how to pound the pavement and go out and create an opportunity and you know how to work the digital market space to find opportunity. World is yours. The sky's the limit. Like it's yeah. so much easier now. Like yeah. for me too, when I got in the game, I got snatched up out of a bar bouncing because it just, you know, uh, probably, I mean, it was, it was the grace of God and the right time, right relationships. And I was looking for that opportunity and creating it by the way I was interacting with absolutely everybody at all times, 24 seven. And, uh, so that's why I created the, the training day success package. Cause literally it's an opportunity for me to teach these guys those ways on how to get into the game, how to take their game to the next level. But then I stay and I consult with them on a weekly basis and in our, in our membership area. And I give them live interactive information. Yo, how do I do this? Can you look at my IG real quick or look at my LinkedIn real quick? Or how do I build a, an effective LinkedIn account or, how do I, you know, I got this going on on this detail. Yo, I messed up last week. Like, and I'm just like, yo, this is, this is my opinion on how you should deal with it. Not the way, a way, but um, that's, a, that's, that's the beauty of that thing, man. You know, that, that's that's amazing. Because honestly, I, I mean, you obviously thought outside the box to create that. Yes, okay. Um, my skill set doesn't allow me, doesn't allow me to be that technically savvy to, to do that. So I applaud what you're doing because there's so many young, hungry guys that sometimes I'll just send I'll just send a simple reply with a simple response or a simple question, and it'll change their lives, bro. That's the truth. It, like literally, it, it, it's the responsibility that comes with the level you're at, man. And I love that you you value that and you step into that, and you and you use and you're wise with that and you're sensitive with that, man. Because that's why God, we're here. God put me in a position to be where I'm at. Yep. So the only way I can repay Him is to pay it forward. Yep. You see what I'm saying? You, you, even where I'm at, I humble myself because I know it could be gone just like that. Yeah. It, that's Here, today, your hot shit. Next minute, you can't even get into an event. It was all a dream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just like that, man. And I've seen it. I've just seen it happen. And like the heat just missed me multiple oh, yeah. times. You know what I mean, it's just, I've just seen it and been like, dang, dude can't get on the jet right now. Like we're sitting, you know, we're sitting here, you know, and the client's like a lion on the plane running around just smoking fools. You know what I mean? You're just like, you know, father, okay, I guess, we, you know, I guess I got another day in the game, you know? Anyway, man, Shamir, it's been amazing talking with you. I got to wrap this thing up. We can sit here and just, and just kick it back and forth for, for, for the rest of the night, but I'm going to have to have you back on here, man. This is good. This is two episodes right here, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. We, you know what? We didn't get to any of the questions. Um, <laughs> we'll do them next time, man. We got it already locked and loaded. 
time, bro. And I, I promise I'll be better prepared with the technical. Um, now I know how to set it up. Now that's so on me. You know, special thanks to everybody that, you know, tuned in, logged in, and support, you know, both our enterprises and what we're trying to do. Yes. Uh, please, please subscribe, check in all the channels having to do with Byron, his training, his, uh, you know, virtual platform. You know, I'm going to support anything you do, brother, because the big, the, the bigger and better you are, the bigger and better I'm going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, your ray of sunshine is mine, brother. You know what I'm saying? So we got warming, warming each other's plates up, man, because it's just too much divisiveness, man. Yeah. Like, if we really came together, we would monopolize this motherfucker. Absolutely. We would, we can literally be a Fortune 500 entity, like a public, publicly traded entity if every fucking bodyguard, security professional, whatever, came together and created a unified front, a unified on a unified platform with a financial sustainable foundation, they couldn't fuck with us on any level. We would set standards across the board. And again, I know you want to go, but we would create standards across the board where there would be a fucking mandatory, um, a mandatory minimum. Can you imagine? Could you imagine that it didn't matter if you were in Florida or Washington, motherfucker, you would get paid the you you get paid the same minimum daily amount. Why? Because we raised the bar, we raised the standard. So a client in California knows when he goes to Florida, he's gonna have to pay the same bag. So there's no more of that divide and conquer bullshit. There's no more of that shop around shit. Why? Because we sticking together, motherfuckers. So there's a million bodyguards, and we are there's a million bodyguards in the in the in the knights of the round table i'm gonna tell you that's 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 what i that's that's the model i created knights of the round table just imagine all the bodyguards across the nation unified sitting at a table round table and we're all throwing shit back and forth for how we're going to do how we're going to expand how we're going to build how we're going to improve standards training finances legal assistance medical assistance because we don't have health care i don't have health insurance as successful as i am I don't have health insurance. You know why? It's just too much. I'd rather put health care on my family, make sure they're good. But we as the protectors, we have to neglect ourselves for the betterment of the whole, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine we had a fund. Imagine we had a union that we can go to, they could re- reach out to. That's that's the job. That's my job. Wow. Man, that's huge, man. I think it's coming. That's what's up. That's Thanks, big. Thanks to the round table. Look for it. Uh, I, I'm not, I, my wife told me I'm not allowed to die till I'm 88. Is that right? 88. Yeah. All right, so I got 40, I got 43 more years. Right. So before I die, I want to see this come to fruition. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Heck yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah. I think you're going to be the one to do it too. I'm right here with you. Boom. Hey, it's an honor, an absolute honor, my brother. I look forward to the next time we talk. We're going we're gonna to have to chop this up again. This is a fantastic, this is an awesome episode. And uh, man, much love and respect for everything you're doing out there. So y'all go follow my man, Shamir, you know, and uh, and uh, yeah, let's pay it forward, brother. Likewise, Likewise all right? All right, have a good one. Are you talk soon. Out. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom.
boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible. Contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.